Thank you to Audible for supporting our show. Audible is proud to return as the exclusive audio storytelling sponsor of the Tribeca Festival. Let Audible help you discover new ways to laugh, be inspired, or be entertained. New members can try it for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash TF. And thanks to StoryWorth for supporting FilmSack. StoryWorth helps you share stories and memories. Give the dad in your life a meaningful gift you'll both cherish for years. StoryWorth. And save $10 off your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash FilmSack. Listen up, because I'm only telling you this once. I'm not bedtime story lady, so pay attention. It's 2033. The world is screwed now. You see, a while ago, this humongous comet came crashing into the earth. Bam! Total devastation. End of the world as we know it. No celebrities, no cable TV, no water. It hasn't rained in 11 years. Now, 20 people got to squeeze inside the same bathtub. Tasty. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind since 2009. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. I wonder if they paid Lori Petty cash. Dunaway. $2.15. Oh, hi. Hi. Listen up, because I'm only telling you this once. I'm not bedtime story guy like Slick Rick from 1988. And if you get that reference, you're old and uncool like me. So pay attention. (laughs) It's 2022. The world is screwed now. You see, a while ago, this humongous ass came crashing onto social media. Bam. Total devastation. End of the world as we know it. Direct access to celebrities' thoughts. 24-hour cable TV. Water by Nestle's. Reality hasn't existed for years. Now 20 people got to squeeze inside the same bathtub. So it it ain't all bad. Oh, hi, Randy. Snip, snip. Anywho, <laughs> Kangaroo, Ice-T, and F the WMP on this week's film sack that aims to take us back to the 90s where we witness what happens when a British girl power indie comic beats a neon Mad Max post-apocalyptic theme in the outback of Australia filmed in the U.S. of A and given a final edit by a prudish movie studio that hates dildos. What could go wrong? Scott says we kill him. Randy says we hump him. Ibbitt says crumpets and tea? Oh, my God. What do you think marsupial iced tea keeps in his pouch? Randy, that's a question and a statement. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know that. The answer is not an answer I want. All right. <laughs> really weird. Also with us, Randy, he will drink your man water, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, oh, and Brian. And thanks for assembling here in the desert to learn more about your application to join and live with the resistance. For years, we've been the last holdout of rebels miraculously surviving drought, famine, and whatever turned a bunch of men into kangadoods. Wait, hold I had something better for this. Kangadoods is pretty good. <laughs> because they have human wangs. Okay. So, uh, okay. We're going to accept the best of you to join our little rebel base out here, but only if you'll pledge to strictly adhere to our three rules for surviving whatever the hell this is. Number one, don't tell anyone where this base is there's some kind of magic protecting it from being discovered or something and we could get taken over by like 
12 to 14 men in black. Like, if, if only they ever found us. So don't tell. Number two. Don't ask how we survive in just this one little house. Where do our clothes come from? How does our leader lady's cow mount survive? Why do we wear goggles and masks, but basically expose all the rest of our skin to the sun? Did anyone read Dune? Over the last 11 years, how have we made some of these newer clothes? Where's the, where's our foundry and the blacksmiths we clearly have? No questions. Absolutely no questions. Number three. Don't have sex in front of the children. I, I shouldn't even have to say this, but when you return from a scouting run and you're just super horny for the guy in the basement, get a room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, number yeah. three is important. Please. There's no rooms. Yeah, I agree. No rooms at that end. Hey, finally, Brian, he loves a good refreshing dust shower as much as the next guy in it. Who doesn't? Ah, all right. Well, I know we're all enjoying this delicious salad, if you can call it salad. I mean, you're supposed Ugh. to cut up the vegetables. Uh. But uh, in honor of our new friends, I'd like to recite a poem with my vocal saxophone. Oh, yes. I didn't want to do any hooking up of wires for music today. Okay, nice. <laughs> Fly like a butterfly with an outrageous amount of prosthetic makeup on, you full-size Stan Winston gremlins, you mm. pinky in the brains. <laughs> that was I still believe from Lost Boys. Yeah. Swim like a dancer in a Bubsy Berkeley musical number that was cut too short, much like Aww. the hands of Iggy Pop. <laughs> Walk like Captain Douche over a floor of broken glass with a portable Brita filter jammed into his back. Now who wants Ugh. crumpets and tea? All in favor of crumpets and tea, say aye. Aye. Me. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad that you did the crumpets and tea. Yeah. I felt like I that did. was a very was image thing to do. You, you absolutely, yeah. you, you presciently predicted yeah. that yeah. I would say crumpets and tea. Yeah. Well, done. Well done. This is not our first time we've done this, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's our first time we've done this. Mm. That's true. And Episode that's 555, said, is it, is by the way. Is it supposed to be like this? 505, five, sorry, 555 episodes today. So, Ooh, that's wow. five hundred. That's that. Wow. That's a great song by uh, that group that does the yeah. songs that I like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The old five fifty five. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy eats. Jimmy eats world. Right? Isn't oh, that okay. he? Don't they do that? Uh, five five five. Do yeah, they? I like that one. I don't know what that yeah. is. It's is a that great a song. Okay. I yeah. like Jimmy eats world. Did they ever eat world, know. or did they just say they were gonna? They eat the world, baby. They okay. they they've talked a lot about it, but yeah. Well, I mean, are they pop? Are they mainstream? They're just somewhere yes. in the middle. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right, thank you. Let's uh, let's say if you get that reference, you're old as well. Let's get uh, let's get to this. <laughs> we are watching or did watch Tank Girl. That's right. After years of people requesting it, a bunch of you saying it's your favorite movie. I have questions for those people. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I give you, <laughs> the, can I give you the terrible summary? <laughs> yeah, give it. This is oh, oh, such sure. a terrible summary. It reads: A girl is among the few survivors of a dystopian Earth. Riding a war tank, she fights against the tyranny of a mega corporation that dominates the remaining potable water supply of the planet. Wow. That's such a- I hate it when we call it potable water. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. say, I don't like the any, word potable. Any right. description of anything that includes the word potable is, uh, yeah. is out. Not, not fancy. You know it sounds too much like potty. Come on. Well, of you course it does. Mm-hmm. Potable. Or put, put yeah. some pot it in does, there. Right. I don't know. 
Yeah, I yeah, don't know. I mean, whatever. The first time you saw that, you pronounced it potable, didn't you? As I a did. kid, right. or whenever did. it was yeah. that you first saw it. Yeah. It may have been last year, for all I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Could have been for me too, actually. I used to think they were saying portable when people would say it. And they'd say, "Oh, we right. need to find some portable water." I'm like, well, "What does that mean? <laughs> it's portable." You mean like it's all water? water? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Aren't, isn't that a canteen you got there? That's a portable water container. What are, what are we doing here? Uh, anyway, yeah, potable is a stupid word. Let's say usable, usable water intake, yeah. girl. Drinkable, drinkable water. Directed by Rachel Talalay. Talalay, I think is how you say it. Talalay. Talalay, yeah. Yeah. We don't get a lot of 90s action movies directed by women. And I kind of, so I kind of liked that. That wasn't like a yeah, nice, like, right. oh, okay, cool. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what what cool dystopic feminist uh, future we've imagined from a comic I did read but don't remember a ton of, but never saw this movie. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know what to say. I don't know if I, I don't know mm-hmm. if this I, is good. I, I will go ahead and say right at the top, everything that fails about this movie is going to be at the foot of the studio because they had final edit. And I think they really effed up something that could have been kind of amazing. Mm. Even if it was Stan Winston Kangaroo Man, I'm still, I feel like there was a lot that was. That well, was, as, uh, as Kangaroo Man go, they looked edited. fine. They looked good. Yeah, you know, no, I actually, Stan yeah, Winston, I the, it was so good. Ice yeah. tea, kangaroo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sold. Yeah. No, and and the fact that they didn't all look like the same kangaroo, like you know, you've got yeah. the the dude with his nose way up higher. Bo- I mean, he yeah. he was the uh, yeah the dude like the <laughs> that's what. Booga. Yeah, that's what totally reminded me of the the second Gremlins movie. How there was the the dopey Gremlin, and he had his exactly. nose way up higher, and yeah, the, the brain kind of look. Yeah, that that's is that is so Stan Winston. Well, let me like, let yeah, me let's have a little scrutiny early in the show. Scrutiny. It says here, Stan. This is according to IMDb trivia. Stan Winston's people designed and created the Rippers for half price. What does that mean? <laughs> they, he he was excited about doing it. Yeah, there's a whole story. Inside the budget. Okay, yeah. tell me more then, because I don't understand. Okay, so, it seems so dumb to me to say, oh, we gave him 50% off. There's your trivia. This is <laughs> so weird. As, <laughs> as Dunaway was just saying, the studio did everything they could to ruin this movie. And one of the things that uh, Talalay had to deal with early on was uh, less budget than she could really make what she wanted to make with. Yeah. And right. so uh, she, she actually said that they, uh, as they were plotting out how they were going to create these kangaroo men, they had all sorts of different ways they could go. And they had really, you know, they had really been thinking about maybe it was, they were going to be mostly like animated. Like maybe they couldn't mm-hmm. actually have the, 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 uh, characters that they wanted to have, or as many of them as they wanted. And someone and this suggested- would have been Paula Abdul time, right? Is that like, it'd be like Paula Abdul cat video kind of oh, thing Scat Cat, uh, we belong together or, no, or was, we go together or yeah what, is. is that what we're looking at randy that would be horrible but bottom, bottom line there wasn't there wasn't enough budget and someone said hey we should get stan winston like what you know you may as well shoot for the moon and talley right. literally said i we can't afford stan winston like i'll bet they don't even return our call but they did the stan winston mm-hmm. Uh, company and uh, they not only they returned the call but they you know they decided that they really wanted to take on this project like it very much interested Mr. Winston and so much that when they got around to talking about money they were willing to cut their usual costs down yeah this is 50% to do it this is mid 90s uh, Stan Winston he's got a little money he can go like yeah we'll just do it yeah, right. Sure. I mean, he's a he's bona fide monster success right. movie effects I mean, guy. We're still 
we're still what, like uh, six, seven, eight years away from Kangaroo Jack technology, so we're not quite ready for CGI kangaroos. Mm-hmm. So, kangaroo just, Jack yeah. CGI. Kangaroo Jack technology. Yeah. That's got to be the first and only time that <laughs> phrase will ever be uttered in yeah. the history of cinema. Yep. yep. Like, mark just, mark just, it down. I just want to be clear. Uh, I read a lot about this movie after watching it. I I I looked into all of the different things where people have written about it, where the director wrote about it, uh, like yeah. twenty years after they made it, and and so mm-hmm. on. Uh, there's there's it's an important th- film. I don't know if I agree with that, but there's <laughs> there, an important film. It, it okay. has a lot of people talking. I I will agree a hundred percent that it is freaking unique like yes it's it's made by women it stars women it's like it, there's like there's some things about it that you just can't find any in any other movie especially 25 years ago right yeah mm-hmm. and it's, it's not just because it's women it's a, it's a, an important movie because this influenced plenty of uh post-apocalyptic movies later on because up until that point it was pretty much always muddy grays uh the action was of a certain type this movie found you know a levity it also brought in all these neon colors we're really starting to get into the area of oh well this is what possibly borderlands or steampunk could be it doesn't have to always be this other thing and that's you know what you're right that doesn't have to always be grim dark you're right it can be some of that stuff can be a little more lighthearted. my problem with it was it just felt like a cartoon world where they had you know her gun looked like a plastic ray gun uh her, right. her uh, everybody's clothes look too clean to point out. You know, Randy's introduction but that's, pointed at this. But that's like, what's good about it. That's what it. It kind of pulls some of this kind of history from stuff like Clockwork Orange, and it kind of pulls that. I'd say it borrows it. just as much from the 1966 Batman film too, right? Like, but, right, it is, right. Mm-hmm. It is them campy-ish, right? Trying to make like not just a movie based on a comic book, but a comic book movie, a movie that feels like a comic book, and and those those interstitials which kind of bummed me out a little bit because i felt like um and i think i read the trivia that they they replaced a lot of action sequences with those with those yes. interstitial comic strip things because they didn't yeah. want to take the time to actually I, film I, them i love them they didn't, they didn't but they didn't have the money like the animation is so much cheaper than the live action well, yeah, oh, i love it though the, the so animation good, though. i would like once you saw the actual animation i'm not talking about the the ken burns effect panning through a static uh mm-hmm. uh comic panel but the actual animation holy cow you get a lot of that like close to the end to and uh, like last yeah. two-thirds of the film holy yeah. cow i right. want an entire tank girl 100 animated movie 100 right i said that see, while i'm watching it i'm going i know we're, we're all going to agree on this this should be yeah. Yeah. It should have been that animated thing. And you know what? Get your gorillas guy who made the original comic art anyway. Get him on board. He knows <laughs> how Hewitt? to animate. Yeah. Like, and, get, let's- and guess what? Uh, uh, a, a Tank Girl reboot is absolutely uh, Margot Robbie uh, uh, being uh, behind a, a possible project to bring this back to well, life. Well, that's perfect because she's basically because she's, she's basic, yeah. this character's basically her, right? I was like, going to say, yeah, 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 Tank Girl is one putting away from being uh, Harley Quinn. <laughs> Right. And the yeah. Har- the Harley Quinn movie and all that stuff, that's all d- directly, you know, influenced by this film. If you look at uh, Kick-Ass and Hit Girl specifically, all of this stuff is really, we, we really just, it, it it's kind of influential. Now, I, I will stop short of saying it's a good movie because it's hard to watch and it might be because of the editing, but, you know, I... Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's important. Once film. once you kind of get used to the fact that it's it's basically a 
a Roger Rabbit music video. Like basically it's, it's, you've got, you've got little consequences. Right. Um, yeah. You know that, you know, whatever the case is, Bugs Bunny is going to work his way out of it kind of thing. And she is a human Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Um, you know, once you kind of get past that and then the fact that like you're looking at a, a 90s Kool-Aid commercial, it's, you know, yeah. you, you, you revel in it and it's, ah, I don't know. This is such. It's a- one of those movies that I think you start to appreciate after the fifth or sixth viewing. Yes. Unfortunately, I've only seen it twice. But I would. Um, <laughs> I would most closely relate it to something like Buckaroo Banzai. It's got such yes. a weird flavor, and yeah. you're like, I don't know if this is a flavor for me. But after you watch it a couple of times, you're like, Lori Petty. Really, I mean, this is the Lori Petty that you never really see again in other anything else. This is mm-hmm. this yeah. is like I almost sometimes forget that it's Lori Petty. Maybe she just, when she starts to go crazy on Orange is the New Black, you get a little right. bit of uh, Tank Girl. <laughs> right, right, oh, right. I forgot she was yeah, in that. But, I loved her on Station Eleven recently. She was really good on that. Oh, yeah. She was oh, great yeah. on that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, really good. Yeah, but she's aging so, so cool. Yeah. She is we, like... Yeah. yeah, we we talk Rainbow a lot Steve. on Filmsack about characters and the actors that portray them as either being you know uh, singular or being highly replaceable. Those those seem to be the only options. There's not a lot of right. like there's not <laughs> a like like middle ground, right? Like you just you just have characters where anybody could have played that, and uh, you know I'd say there's most of the men in this movie with the exception of Malcolm McDowell, but like (laughs) the, in, in in this, in this movie, like it lives and dies on this one casting decision and it's so unique. Like you just can't, you can't imagine anyone only person to the level. The only person I can imagine is Gwen Stefani. If she could act. Yeah. I mean, that's she, about I it. I thought of Gwen Stefani like a dozen times watching this thing. Yeah. Come. If she could act, this would be her. It made me yeah. wonder if Gwen Stefani didn't pull some ideas uh, from, from outfits yeah. and junk yeah. like yeah. that. But also, look, we won't even get – Harley Quinn's not even invented until the early early 90s. So you could right. argue that the, even though you know the movie came after that, obviously. But the comic that precedes this is older than that. And that character is very Harley Quinn. I wouldn't be surprised if you sat down with like Bruce Tim or whoever it was that came up with Harley Quinn and just said, dude, come on now. Be honest with me. Did yeah, you take yeah. this? Did you lift this from from Tank Girl? And you probably admit it because mm-hmm. right. the more I watched this, the more I went, oh, OK, we got some primordial ooze right here. That's what this is. Yeah. This is yeah. some, this is some I, future business. Yeah. I had, I had, I've seen like, if, OK, this is how I consume this movie before. I, I have usually seen this movie on TV in bits and pieces it, in between commercials you know, flipping channels and that kind of stuff. This which has is, been on TV. Which is how you watched it again this time. <laughs> which is how I decided to go with it again. We, it was, it was coming, it was, it was leaving and coming to different streaming services when we picked this thing. So it ended up being on prime. Uh, but it also was on like, uh, uh, Pluto TV and Tubi TV. And I prefer Tubi TV because they seem to know when to put commercials in. And so I enjoyed I enjoyed my experience once again, and I actually watched all the way through, and I totally either don't remember or had forgotten that Ice-T was a kangaroo man, and he was basically playing the cop that he plays on all these right. TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's, su- it's such a weird is, yeah. is His previous weird life, feeling. he was even a cop, like his uh, yeah. pre-Wangaroo pre, uh, like, uh, status. Wangaroo, <laughs> yeah. 
But they were uh, so his, and this is pre SUV or SUV SVU, right? SUV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he hadn't he hadn't taken up the badge yeah. quite yet in a more official way. But uh, but yeah, it's but he was he was prepping for that role right here. I want to know if he landed. I want to know if he brought in that if he brought in the tape from this. To land the job, <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. He's like, Somebody, I can work through kangaroo makeup. Mm-hmm. I think this Hire is me. also the trivia, but uh, like he was on one of the talk shows, and they said, "So you did uh, Tank Girl?" And they brought up Tank Girl. And he says, "Yeah, I made eight hundred thousand dollars from that movie." <laughs> yeah, and then they just and they moved on. It's like, yeah. okay, uh, they moved on. That's pretty good money <laughs> like, for. He, like he six earned lines. every bit of it too, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah it, feel, it feels like they just put a bunch of makeup on him, had him say like eight lines. And then yeah. sent him home with a fat check. So Dude, congratulations. Eight hundred thousand. It would t- it would cost that much to convince Ice T to put that much makeup on just to look angry, not even <laughs> saying a word or acting. It's a, that's a lot of prosthetics right. yeah. and a lot yeah. of numbers get thrown around about this movie, and some of them are probably apocryphal. But like the one that really sticks out is that uh, they had a mark they wanted to hit at the box office to break even, and they missed it by twenty one million dollars. Yeah, just a few. It mm-hmm. makes you, and it makes you wonder, like, wow, how did where did they spend all that money? Because, uh, you know, the movie doesn't look it, but that's kind of the point, right? Like, mm-hmm. it can cost right. a lot to make something look cheap. Yeah, mm-hmm. here, don't the, you think? What they, I agree. Yeah. What they need to do. Here's what they need to do. This is how the whole thing gets redeemed for me. You get uh, Margot Robbie gives Edgar Wright a call. Says, "Hey, Edgar, what's up?" And Edgar goes, oh, you know, I'm just sitting around thinking of new movies. And she says, well, hey, what if we did a new Tank Girl? And Edgar Wright, famous for things like Scott Pilgrim, which is perfect perfect tone for something perfect. like this, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, could turn around and just say, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. You're you're going to play her, and everybody will we'll deal with the wang dogs later. And we got our movie. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that shit. Like, that is yeah, the, yeah. that's the yeah. perfect combination. And I know enough for about sure. the source material to know that they – they there are a million directions they could have gone that would have made this better because the comic mm-hmm. is it's all there in the comic it's not a, it's not hard to find in the source yeah. material but for some reason this movie like it doesn't quite know when it wants to be what it wants to be mm-hmm. and when right. it, when it's good at what it wants mm-hmm. to be it's frenetic and fun and interstitial comics and just like self-aware and it's great and then they just try to play it straight and I can't. And I, do, and I, again, I want to keep returning to what Dunaway said. This, I think, this movie knows exactly what it wants to be, and it has been interfered with before you get to see it. Yeah, because that's what I. Yeah. That's what it felt like. The bits that, I, that that impressed me. I mean, again, it's just one person reacting here, but the bits that impressed me made me think I was. I I watched something get broken to pieces. Like I saw parts mm-hmm. of what it was meant to be, and then yeah. other parts were clearly not. Uh, you know not good and that bummed me out bummed me out especially because there's so much talk about this damn thing i'd never seen it everybody's like oh tank girl it has got such cult status love and and i imagine that a lot of that is people who who basically pad what's missing in this film with the the comic and the source material and all the exactly the stuff that goes around it um because lori Brady's fantastic i think malcolm mcdowell is at his Malcolm McDowellist, which is, <laughs> yeah, is kind of always a, a, a good it's, level. It's awesome. Uh, I but I want to, yeah. I really want to stop you on, on your first thought there. Sure. Um, stop me. You said it, it, that people who watch it, pad it with what they also know, right? That yeah, they, I think it, a yeah. lot of people do. Yeah. Or a lot can, of the, a lot of the love for this film. Is you can really punch up a property, whatever that property is with, uh, foreknowledge, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
is that necessarily good or bad? Is that like, does that, how does that, does that strike no, you? I as- mean, I think a movie should be able to stand on its own, but it should reward the people who are familiar with the source material with right, something extra. That's the way to see it. Yeah. Um, Birds of Prey. Well, Birds of Prey is a good comparison because uh, the, the recent movie, because Tina hated that as much as she hated this. <laughs> yeah, and that was influenced. Birds she of Prey was was yeah. was influenced by Tank Girl. They've said that in interviews. It was a hundred percent. Like you know, you've got the the you know your main manic pixie masochist, uh, right? And and then the two sidekicks and that sort of thing. But the um, but you know, appreciating Birds of Prey on its own. And then appreciating if like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with Harley Quinn from the from just her, you know, comic appearances from from uh, Batman, the Batman adventures, the the cartoons and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, or Batman the animated series, that's what it was. Um it gives you something a little bit more. But the yeah. Marvel the MCU movies are are, you know, a, a embarrassment of riches with this, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, right. right. They totally so get it want, right. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, I just really want to dig into this concept. <laughs> So let's just say I put it on a plate for you, Randy. Take what you what want. want. It's not a perfect world, but let's just say that you only have two kinds of audiences to go uh get to like to to really entertain. Sure. And those sure. two kinds of audiences are the kind of people who already know all the comics and stuff, yeah. Yeah. and they're really they're primed to like what you make. Right, mm-hmm. because yeah. they have uh, they have all this information going in, like me and MCU. Like it's sure. it's hard for hard for me to be disappointed with an MCU movie because there is so much like fan service and 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 finally getting to see these characters on the big screen and that sort of thing. Sure, mm-hmm. I'm that I'm that first audience. Okay, okay what's your second, second audience? audience? Second audience is not they are they don't know and and so right. they are they are sort of a blank slate, and you can you can win them by appealing to them, right? By teaching them all the details that the first audience already knows mm-hmm. or, or you can lose them, right? By, by having in jokes that they don't get and so on and so on. Like you can, you can easily lose that second audience. Mm-hmm. Now let's just say that you have to choose between appealing to one or the other and excluding the other. You know what I'm saying? Like Imagine that that is your case as you go into making something. That which happens a lot. Do you, which do you choose, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I have always thought, well, you definitely choose your fanboys. You absolutely are going to yeah. choose mm-hmm. to appeal to them because the second group can always become the first. The first group could never become the second later. Right. Oh, sure. I see what you're right, saying. Right. Yeah. But will the fanboys be happy if there isn't a ton of fan service? <laughs> the fanboys are never going to be happy. Like well, if you do, if you do try and make something that is more widely acceptable, who's to say that the the fans won't be uh, won't enjoy it? You know, sure they won't have like all of the little Easter eggs and saying, "Oh my God, that's the character that appeared in one panel in issue 17." Blah blah blah. Yeah. But um, yeah. but but if you make a movie good enough, it should. It it should if you make a movie good enough and it's meant to appeal to the non fanboy audience, it still should appeal to the fanboy. Yeah, boys. that's why like Winter Soldier is a uh, is a seventy spy thriller that's dressed up with yeah. superheroes yeah. and 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 so why does that work? Well, that that kind of structure appeals to everybody and the fanboys are satiated because we get all our yeah. fanboy shit in it, but also people who just like a good <laughs> look story. At, uh, look at Guardians of the Galaxy too. Like there's there's a a movie that okay a couple Easter eggs and stuff in there, but still. Um, there there was so it's such a d-list set of characters mm-hmm. that you really couldn't bank on there being a big fan base 
chomping at the bit to see Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a good good example. I feel feel like Guardians of the Galaxy is a good example of of trying to appeal to the second kind of audience, like introducing your characters, literally having them say their own names over and over and so on and so on. Tina Mm -hmm. loves, Tina loves Guardians of the Galaxy as much as I do. And we're totally different, two different ends of the comic book spectrum. I never, I never read a Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, maybe read one Guardians of the Galaxy comic growing up. And that was because, Nightcrawler appeared in it, and it, I just remember a, the dude made of glass that we see at the end of the second movie. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, I went into that relatively blind. Obviously, I knew Howard the Duck. I knew about the Collector. Those were a little bit of you know fan service kind of things some going crossover. In. Sure. Yeah. But, I um, I just yeah. like there's uh, we're comparing Tank Girl to some really really good movies, and that's okay. That's okay. That's it's, it's not a bad mm-hmm. thing, right? Like right. and James uh, and James Gunn would be another great director to do the Tank Girl. Oh, sure. I agree. Yeah. Reboot it. Go ready. Go hard. R that's he what gets I want. Quirky, yeah. yeah, he gets yeah. quirky characters like nobody. I'd be I want the Although, the comic book is like ultra violent and super R. They should they should go harder. Um, oh, for sure. But Rand, I'm sorry, you were about to finish. I just thought. like I just I love the idea that Tank Girl is made by women for women, and so like I really want if they're if ever someone's going to make another one, I want to consider like okay, so who's the who's the woman. Who's the director that mm-hmm. you know has yeah. has sort of made her bones already and we can just take this on? Mm. I just had a recommendal on uh, TMS that was an all woman, you know, except for a few men in the cast. Yeah. The the crew uh, were all women. It was Zoe Lister Jones, uh, f- a film called Band Aid, and um, she'd be great. Yeah, she would be great. Oh yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I think she's probably she's probably the wrong type of humor for a movie like Tank Girl. Sure, but, uh, right. but I mean, it it's I, it's easy. It can be done and and um, should be done. Yeah, I yeah, agree. You just you, the the thing is, there's so few really successful women in Hollywood, and they're they're all successful at doing other things than this, right? Like yeah, uh, like I thought of Greta Gerwig, right? Yeah, and like Rian Johnson I, you know, would be, um, you know. Right, right now, person who can who can direct anything she wants is Chloe Zhao. Yeah, she mm-hmm. could do it. And like I'm like, right. yeah, well, they, she may they, not be allowed back into the MCU for a bit. <laughs> they, I'm, I'm just saying. They like, they like these are these are directors who have who have shown that they can inject some comedy into what they do. Right, like Lady Bird was sure. Lady Bird was like darkly very funny. Yeah, but I um, this is. This is so over the top. This Tank Girl, you know. Yeah, yeah. Remind me who is who is the director who did Juno? Um, oh, uh, uh, Diablo yeah. Co- Cody. Diablo, Diablo Cody. Yeah, Diablo Cody. Yeah. yeah. Um, she she might be. You know, she could be a director. You could. <laughs> yeah. What's she doing? Like totally should be, but man, now I'm now I'm going to defend the old Tank Girl and go. No, I want somebody with light and levity. Yeah. I, I want somebody yeah. who, can, who can appreciate the the comedic stylings. Sure, but but none of that stuff. I didn't. Here's the problem: the humor of this movie did not hold up for me at all. Other than Lori Petty's kind of like airheady, not airheady, but her like. Well, this is this is '95, so this is 1995. We've got Jim Carrey on the other side doing stuff like The Mask. So I mean, do we need that manic kind of property again? I think, yeah. There were several times I slipped back in time 27 years, and I actually thought. Wow, the humor in this movie has gotten better since then. Like I <laughs> really, right? I, I probably would have said that 27 years ago. Like, oh, um, I'm not, I'm not finding this very funny. But now I think it's it's aged I, well. I, wow. I, I, you, I would not have found this humorous at the time because it would have been like, ah, oh, this is just a poor man's whatever. Because it was, it was a lot of the same type of humor that was going around, and you know that quick whip 
lot of dialogue, Pulp yes. Fiction era, all that stuff is going on. And but then as we've gotten further away from him, I'm like, oh yeah, well now I kind of miss some of these. And mm-hmm. I'll tell I, you what, I, I didn't I like. like I don't think I, th- I. If I was to go back in time and watch it, I'm pretty sure I would not have found a lot of that very funny then, like you said. But today. Yeah. I also don't find very much of it very funny. <laughs> Nothing has changed for <laughs> Scott Jutz. Yeah. It's um, still the same stuff. We were same talking stuff. about what's Diablo Cody doing these days. Boy, if there's any if there's an, any indication that she'd be a, probably a good pick for this is that she's currently working as writer and executive producer on a Powerpuff uh, oh, I'm down with that for the uh, for the CW. Oh, now, Carter, see, that's yeah. all in the same vein there because yeah, I, yeah that's my, all. In the my same. daughter's all up in that. I forgot she was doing that. I totally forgot that. that <laughs> yeah, that's live whatever. action. Yeah, live action version of. Yeah, that. I looked up. I looked up Greta Gerwig, and she's making a Barbie movie, and that's a, another. <laughs> Another thing that kind of has some connective tissue here, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to dismiss it. I'm going to let the Barbie movie be the Barbie movie. No, Maybe it's yeah, it's totally sure. fine. Yeah, absolutely. But they I don't did with any, Lego movies. I, I mean, have come no on, judge, Maybe they'll figure out a way. No judgment till uh, I see it. It's fine. If if you if you did give me a magic wand and said and said <laughs> you have to pick someone to make a remake of Tank Girl, I think I'd go with Patty Jenkins, the Wonder Woman director. Oh yeah, she. Could oh, do that's it. good. Um, yeah, yeah. It just, it, I love that you always get yourself into these predicaments where you're forced to make decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite part of your life. Yeah, it's, it's There's a lot of guns to your head. In, yeah. In your yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, you just got to make that <laughs> yeah, call. It's, just, it's freaking interesting, you know. Like, <laughs> no, she's like, great. Oh, I went, and it would help wash yeah. out the, the. I think that second movie was bad. That Wonder 80, Woman movie, freaking yeah. horrendous. So it would well, be good know, to get back on. She's currently making Rogue Squadron. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, like, yeah. I hope, man, I hope it's so. Wait, good. is that still? I thought she fell off of that. Is that not true? Nope. Okay. She is the director of Rogue Squadron. It is okay. Right in still production. in production. Okay, interesting. Uh, the the I was looking at Rachel Talad Lay's uh, credit history um, as director, and she's maybe she should just redo it. Because look, mm-hmm. look at her. She does the Flash. She did re, uh, did a bunch of DC's Legends oh. of Tomorrow, Superman and Lois, Riverdale, Baby uh, Babysitter's yeah. Guide to Monster Hunting. Uh, American Gods episode, Doom Patrol, uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is a really rad uh, Netflix yeah. reboot. Uh, Iron Fist, Doctor Who, Sherlock. She's she's good. Mm-hmm. Put, put her back on somebody, charge. Yeah, Doom, Doom Patrol hit HBO, some HBO Max Tank Girl series. There's enough. There's enough material here for me to to really you could go with it. No, I do a series. Really yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. why is this even? We, we shouldn't even be oh, talking yeah, movie no here. Kidding. A lot of these properties are better served as, you know, TV yeah. series anyway. So do that. I mean, I want to see other what kind of girls we got. We got Tank Girl. We got Jet Girl. We've got, got Submarine Girl. Submarine girl. Yeah. yeah. John Cusack's other sister who you see for about a minute. Yeah. She's not yeah, in there yeah. very long. She's much more prominent in the comic. And, and yeah. Cusack, right? Yeah. And yeah. Cusack, and, yeah. You don't see her very often, but the uh, um, but and look at this. Iggy Pop is still alive. He could just be our core. He could be the core that kind of strings through ties everything it all like together. Bert yeah. from uh, is, is he still yeah. undead? Really? That's amazing. Yeah. Still undead, yeah, still and he undead. looks exactly the same. I guess when you're undead, you don't age. <laughs> no, yeah. you don't change at all. He still looks like Ratface. So put <laughs> on you, Iggy. <laughs> hey, did we do Freddy's Dead Final Nightmare? Did we watch that? Hey, we did. We watch that. I don't one? know That's if we saw question. that one. I'm not going to say because I'm always wrong. I can't remember, but she directed that. Okay. I didn't know oh. that. Yeah. But, I and I don't know that. if we've uh, seen we that We have one, only but. seen Freddy versus Jason and New Nightmare. 
Oh, Wait, we didn't nightmare. watch Dream Warriors no, or uh No, we didn't watch Dream Warriors, but we thought it goes goes to hell, right? One? I thought we saw the first one. We saw Johnny Depp get sucked into a water We did watch one. that. Yeah, that would be a that wouldn't be Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The first one. Yeah, the yes, one that, that they're all be... named after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be that. That's right. So here's the, some of the stuff. I got that, I got sidetracked there for a minute. Here's so here's some right. trivia I found that I just you know of course Ibbitt's name popped into my head immediately. Um, yeah. Small bit of the audition footage shows Victoria Adams and Jerry Hallowell. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. And Jerry Hallowell was released and used in spite the Spice Girls document documentary. Oddly, Victoria smiled in it as she's known for rarely smiling as part of this. It's true. It's totally nice. true because she thinks she looks weird smiling. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is uh, weird? The yeah. Spice Girls, uh, this is in the trivia, the Spice Girls, several of the Spice Girls were on uh, on a casting stunt yeah. uh, to be cast for yeah, this movie, Tank Girl. Yeah, and isn't that oh, where no, they... Oh, no, wait a minute, but you were, you were attacking it from a different angle. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I no. thought this was a different... Yeah, no, and would, you, would any of you like to take a guess as to what the first thing I searched for on YouTube after I finished watching Girl? Tank Girl was? Spice Girls audition tapes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, only, it's only a few seconds <laughs> long, sadly, but it's... And it only shows... Um, uh, Jerry Halliwell and uh, Victoria Beckham, but uh, or Adams back then. But it um, oh. it's uh, it's brief and it's it's bad. It's bad. You guys yeah, know more exactly. about the Spice like, Girls than yeah. I do by far. Yeah, yeah. It's it's clear that they made the right choice with Lori Petty, and and I can't think of anybody in in certainly in that time frame who yeah. would have been better in that era. She was kind of set up for this. Yeah. yeah. So so okay. But is this correct that the band started here? Kind of, yeah. Okay. The, so the two of them met on this casting call, uh, Victoria and uh, I'll just say Ginger and Posh. Yeah, Ginger uh, and Posh. Let's casting, keep, yeah. Now call. I know what you're talking about. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and from there they started, like they they were looking at auditions together and uh, through this like Melody Maker or New Musical Express kind of magazine in the UK, they found this open casting call for uh, girls for this uh, female empowerment, all-girl rock, rock band or vocal band. You definitely yeah. can't call it a rock band. Um, and uh, so they attended together, and I think they maybe even, like one of the other ones, maybe even joined them beforehand, uh, a Baby or or Scary or something. Yeah, or I know Larry. that Sporty yeah. was the last one. Um, I want to say... There was a short time where you know what makes me rock mad. Icon Susie Quattro right. was a member. Yeah, what what, is, what makes you mad? Brian? That makes me yeah. mad that we haven't watched Come the on. Spice World movie yet. <laughs> me too. That, that doesn't make me mad. This makes me irritated. Yeah, uh, makes me mad that if Millie Vanilli had to come along five minutes later, they wouldn't have got no shit. We were about to start manufacturing. Oh yeah, all kinds we were. Of you are bands. so right. Exactly. You are so yes. right. They would be with Leave us. Millie still. Vanilli alone. Yeah, right. you're you're not wrong. I, I've thought about that a lot over the years. It's like. They were just yeah. at the cusp of the of uh, they did just come like a year later. Then everybody yeah. was like being manufactured. Everybody was was phoning it in. Everybody was doing dubbed voices and shit. Like yeah. they mm-hmm. they really took the bullet on that man. Yeah, mm-hmm. They really did. Literally one of them, didn't he? He shot yeah, himself. Did. He yeah, did. Yeah, good. Fab, Fab good. Morgan Morgan, I think, took no. his life. The other one's right. still around. He's. Rob Pilatus is still around, I believe. Yeah, he does Pilates now. He has a Pilates place called... Yeah, that's right. It's called Pilates (laughs) Pilates. Yeah, Pilates Pilatus. Pilatus Pilates. Pilatus Pilates. Yeah, he's a real hot dude. Girl, you know it's true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Blame it on the rain. Yeah. Rain. (laughs) 
rain. I love it. Steve, oh, go back. Rob Pilatus is the one who died. Uh, Fab okay. Morgan, Fab Morvan is still around. Oh, well, then there's. Oh, okay. there it is. Pilates in the sky. Is, yeah. um, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> That's right. Steven Spielberg was asked to produce this. He declined because he felt, oh. quote, he was not hip enough for it. Mm. And he's not wrong. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it even led to the slogan of the film. This is ended up on a couple of posters that says too hip for Spielberg on there, <laughs> which is pretty funny, I think. But I love that. That's fantastic. Why couldn't he have produced it, though? It didn't mean he have to direct it. Yeah, yeah, produce. Well, that's okay. So, okay. So when Steven Spielberg produces a film, he actually gets in there and works with the director. So, yeah, I he he, he does give his vision. So when you see a Steven Spielberg produced film, it's not like it's not like a lot of producers where they just throw money at it and give slight opinions. Dude shows up. And yeah. uh, and puts his input. That's in. true. They so, always yeah. talk about how he phantom directs all the movies he produces. Like yeah. he'll, what was it? Uh, what's the haunted house one? I can't think. Of? Uh, Poltergeist. He was like, everyone's like, mm. yeah, they basically directed that, but he was only right. listed as a as a you know as a producer. So maybe that's annoying. You know, if you're the director and <laughs> Spielberg's coming around going, I got both the money and I'm going to tell you what to do. Like that must, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. suck. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> unless you really like what he does, and then you're like, sweet. We got Spielberg on set. He's going to do my job. You know, I don't know. That, well, which is yeah. probably great for your more collaborative directors, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And your younger directors who are trying to get a start. It'd be great to get led, you know, by Spielberg. That'd be fantastic starting out. Yeah. Nothing wrong it with that. Doesn't, it doesn't feel like, I mean, again, we're reading this like 25 years later, but it doesn't feel like Rachel Talale was a, a very collaborative director. It feels like, like she had a vision. She had a lot of things to work with and she set out to make this movie. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's so like, for instance, the story of the casting of tank girl, right. Is mm. actually all wrapped up in an actress named Emily Lloyd. And you, you know, you may not have ever heard of Emily Lloyd, but she was a rising star at the time. Like she was really up and coming she mm. had been in in country she had been in a river runs through it uh we're talking about an english actress she was about 23 when uh Talale got her cast for this role as tank girl and emily lloyd worked on the film for about four months before and then there's a disagreement here before basically the director fired her is uh, what Talale says uh right. emily lloyd has a different story but uh, Lloyd has like a massive fall from on high and like over the next few years, uh, she finds it harder and harder to get any work and she eventually just sort of stops trying and she's, you know, she had like one return five years ago to something, uh, a film called no reasons, but like, it's just like so much of the story of the, the early production of this film, it talks about this actress named Emily Lloyd and like, Great. I can't imagine anyone other than than uh, Lori Petty, though. Like, no, it's she's just, perfect. She's perfect she, for she, it. She's got the. She's she is the energy that is this film. She's the what. I, I, yeah, without without her, I don't know how you'd have. That I don't even know how you make it. I, I really, yeah, I don't usually feel this way because yeah. I'm like, there's some alternative out there. But she was just perfect for it at the at the perfect time, perfect age, perfect everything. Let's go. The only thing that was bad is, you know, studio interference and the movie not being mm-hmm. quite what people envisioned Choppy. and all of that. But yeah. none of my complaints in that movie are about her. Not like mm-hmm. at all. No. She's nope. no. really, oh, she, really And good she has it. to pull off some really hard stuff. Yeah. Right. Stunts so like uh, this movie has the trope of uh, the casual bisexual, right? Ah, oh, the casual <laughs> bisexual. I like those. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you're when your character, I mean, is clearly into 
the opposite sex, like that's clearly a thing, right? It's just like so when your character is standard hetero, and then yeah, in the middle of the movie, she just kind of you know yeah. uh, reveals no, she she, yeah. she swings both ways, and mm-hmm. it's like and it's like not at all a thing. It just it right. happens, and it's just like something that's a a part of this character's universe, you know? Yeah, and, and, I mean, if you're if you're in the post apocalyptic world, I mean. All rules are off, man. Yeah. You know, st- straight sexual lines get blurred when you're uh, when you're in extreme situations. I think. Sure. Yeah. I mean, as somebody, I mean, it's well known here and everywhere else that I adore Fury Road. As someone who wanted to see a little bit of that in here, you know, like some smart ideas right. or some something that just I don't know took me there. It's just too plasticky and clean. I needed it to be dirtier, and it's they don't. Where's, what's this technology yeah. with these hover ships and the the freaking? But that's what I like about it. Yeah, but I like you're wrong it, to like I it. I like for that. that it's in the opposite. We already got the other. This is <laughs> no, good to have this. You're right, but yeah. this is this to me is a, it, it's just too like oh uh, McDowell walking around with a bunch of fancy screens and and uh, you know this isn't apocalyptic. This is freaking. It's Judge Dredd is what this reminded me of. Yeah, it's like, a, that's a, I another that. good yeah. post-apocalyptic comparison. Yeah, whereas you sadly, know, sadly, we're comparing it to the original Judge Dredd and not the no, the yeah, because Dredd <laughs> is amazing. Dredd is an incredible yeah. movie, and I would yeah. have liked something more akin to Dredd. You can keep right. the sense of humor. You can keep, you know, the fun she's having because she's basically crazy. Is the idea yeah. right? She's Harley yeah. Quinn in that right. way. Um, keep all that, but just I don't know. Build a better world. I think. I think Harley Quinn is casually bisexual, by the way. Maybe. Yeah, of course. Sure. No, 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 we know she is. I would love to uh, see more Tank Girl and Booga story. Booga. I would have been down <laughs> yeah. with that. Booga. Uh, no, she's... Uh, Naomi Watts yet, too. Oh, that's true. Uh, she, no, she, she, was, she disavows this movie. This. She hates it. She's embarrassed by it. She doesn't like it. She should be, well, but then, I love it. I love what she did. <laughs> and again, in, in the reading of the history of this movie, so much is mentioned about Naomi Watts. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like looking back at the movie and thinking... I don't think it's really important. Like, I don't think like Naomi Watts's yeah. character is kind of uninteresting. Like she's just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that the, the performance doesn't rise above or anything. She's, I don't know. And she's written she's to be a, mousy, which is kind of, yeah. I don't know that. I don't know about the original, the source material. If, uh, if jet girl is also that kind of mousy, I wouldn't, she expect, is, she's supposed is to be. She, yeah. Okay. She, yeah. yeah she's, she's like the straight guy, right. In the okay. comedy. Yeah. Routine. In the comic, she's the one that's just nervously building, you know, working on her plane and, and and everything and that's and keeping quiet and keeping a low profile so as not to get in trouble and all that all that stuff is pretty accurately yeah you need somebody kind of bland so that you can understand the contrast of how right yeah and crazy tank girl is yeah right? she is so, the she is the blank canvas on which tank girl is cast as a bright color <laughs> yeah right yeah. okay that's a good way of putting it um mm-hmm. and so i think she's fine why she like Lori Petty still loves this movie, and apparently at home yeah. she's got a bunch of memorabilia in her house and stuff because she just loved it. But Naomi Watts like disowns it completely, hates it, wishes she had nothing to do yeah. with it, like regrets it. Too bad you're on you're on that second Lloyd. <laughs> you're on there now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm you know whatever she was she was about to have a big career boost and good for her and yeah. all that. But I don't know. I felt like Lori like, Petty yeah, kind of disappeared whatever. a bit after this. There was like I a James think, James Hong showing was, up was the highlight of. Oh my yeah, James. Life. Oh Hong, baby. James Hong. I feel like <laughs> one of our favorites here on Folks. I love sure. him, dude. I just want him to yell Cartwright and then all is well. <laughs> I love seeing uh-huh. him. Yeah, uh-huh. he's just great. That dude is great. Uh, he'll never not be great. He just finally got his first star, his Walk of Fame star. He's like ninety one. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. How many how many times is this now in film cycle? He's got to he's got to be up there, right? I See, mean, the problem is that he's, he's not king. high enough build in a lot of his, his appearances to to make a blip on the um, most right. sacked radar, isn't he? Is not that the deal? Well, I think he it just it be. just has to be number of appearances total. Um, oh, really? So it looks even deep in the credits. Yeah, it goes yeah, all yeah. the way to the bottom, and we've seen him six times now. Six. Okay. So yeah. So the, besides this, we saw him in Big Lo- Trouble in Little China. Of course, yeah. uh, he was in Blade Runner. He yeah. was in Tango and Cash. Yeah. He was in The Golden Child. Of course, he was like literally his character was named Hong. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we saw him in The Shadow. Oh yeah, The Shadow. Oh yeah, the guy's in The Shadow too. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's yeah. just great. I love him, and I love that he was born in Minnesota and does not have this accent. He uses everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing. I just love that. Yeah. Love Asian actors and, who and do amazing is, Asian performances that are not from Asia. Asian, Asian. Yeah. He is still peaking, by the way. You might have thought, oh, you know, James Hong, like he kind of like hit it with uh, Kung Fu Panda. I don't know. That was like 12 or 14 yeah, years yeah, ago. Noodle folk. But right. I'm, I'm telling you, like this year, he's in everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He, you know. They're like, he's getting work. Like if you look at his list, it, there's like seven things in, in post-production that he's in. Yeah. I, it's a, it's a, I don't want to live in a world without James Hong in it. And I realize, <laughs> right. I realize that that's, you know, probably us saying it, we're going to get in trouble. And cause you know, I don't know. I don't want him to die. He's, I want him to live forever. He's yeah, amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. like, uh, just turned 93. Is 93, that right? Oh, good job. Yeah. Look at you. Hong, hanging on. Yeah. Hanging on. Ain't leaving this yet. <laughs> hanging on for dear life. I heard, I heard an interview with him, him and Michelle Yeoh talking about the everything all at once, every, all the places. Yeah. And um, speaking of movies that Tina hated, <laughs> yeah, and he is very, he's not even, he doesn't even sound like he's lost a step. The guy is really articulate and, and talkative. And I don't know, most night, I don't know how many 93 year olds you guys know, but the ones I know are barely in there, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, I, and I, I met him 10 years ago, I think 10 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was uh, right before the release of Diablo three. So he yelled, yeah, so, Cartwright, and you went and yeah, ran, and and, <laughs> and yeah. it, I I didn't know at the time that he was, I guess, eighty three. I would have been shocked. Oh yeah, because he, he did uh, Covet of Shem. That's right in um, yeah. Diablo three. Great yeah, character. He was, like he he has always been. I he guess, screwed me out of so much money. That character screws me out of. I mean, I've never spent as much gold in my life as I'd have with Covetous Shem for his damn gems. <laughs> That guy, man, what a, what a, he, the video game's greatest gold suck in the history of time is covetous. Anyway, uh, I was going to, I kept thinking uh, I recognized the, the, the girl that they, uh, that, uh, they they kidnapped the little girl Stacy Lynn girl. yeah yeah Stacy Lynn Ram Ramsauer and I was trying to where do I know this girl from uh-huh. and I I went some I went digging I, at first I thought oh it must have been the quick and the dead she was young Ellen and I kept looking down the credits I'm like nope it was Hey Dude mm. did you guys watch Hey Dude nope yeah no she was in Hey Dude I don't dude. even know what Hey Dude is TV show right oh yeah TV show from the uh, uh, late uh, late eighties early nineties. Uh, yeah, it Who is in this? fan freaking uh, horribly tastic. Oh, it's it. horrible. It David Brisbane, Kelly movie. Brown. Let's see. That was a total yeah. kid show for sure. Wasn't it? It was even yeah. like a Nickelodeon deal or something. Uh, it wasn't Nickelodeon. It was something. I, I can't Some, remember. It seemed like, like, like it was that. Nick though. Cause it had that very Canadian feel, right? It was kind of coming down from the, uh, all that kind of era. Oh yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't remember her from that at all, but I do remember her in the quick and the dead, which I think we've attempted to see a few times on the show. <laughs> yeah, we have, but it's, we're not quick enough. Oh, uh, it's so oh. good. Always did. If you want to see my, I, I think it's my favorite <laughs> Sam Raimi movie. It really is. I love that movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a Western, so, you know, 
Yeah. If you don't like Western, you don't like right it. Up your, right up your alley. Yeah, yeah. but man, Lance Henderson in that movie, dude. Oh, <laughs> so good. Anyway, uh, I was going to do... Okay, so I'm going to play this, and then you guys can try to guess, all right? So hold on. Here we go. <laughs> oh, farts. That's the wrong one. That's what I'm hearing. That what I know. Like? Your anus. Okay, so what grossed Scott out? Because oh, 100%... Uh, 100% gross me out. Really gross me out. I have two things. Okay. Let me know if either of these are. So the uh, the main uh, mangaroo uh, leaving a spit trail on the saxophone after he's doing his own little poetry <laughs> thing. The oh, I missed that somehow. The, How did I miss that? Yeah. I didn't see a spit trail connecting his mouth to the to the mouthpiece. Okay, that would have been a runner uh, so up. That's not for sure. it. Yeah. Then it's. Um, after following the stupid trope that we've seen a bazillion times, the pretending we don't know each other, take off all your clothes, holding you at gunpoint thing, yeah. then this guy has to naked bump against Lori Petty for uh, <laughs> a couple minutes in front of kids. Hilarious. <laughs> all right. Didn't gross me out, but he absolutely did have to do that and yeah. probably here's, enjoyed it. I don't the, know. Um, here's the thing that grossed me out, but it was, mo- it was more of a, a, a thought process than anything. When Michael McDowell... Uh, uh, you know, he removes the fluid from his uh from his his friend there, and then he drinks it. That 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 water is not only not cold; that water is body temperature, ninety eight point. It's God, really foul. That's a really gross. foul moment. Yeah, that 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 one didn't gross me out as much because I know it's fake. And if it, you know, yeah, had it been more, that was fake. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, Brandy, Randy, Brandy. Hey Brandy. Brandy, do you got hey, Brandy, any? Uh, you're a fine girl. Do you have a guess? Yeah. Brandy, Brandy. It, there's so many things like. Fine girl. There's yeah. just like so many. There's so many parts of this movie where you could smell what was going on. Yeah. You know, like especially yeah. like when Tank Girl's in prison, and she's just being tortured in all these different ways. Like just every little thing, you know. Yeah. There's a uh, before that she like she's fighting a dude in the dunes and she throws sand in his mouth and I was just mm-hmm. like. Man, oh, yeah. I could just taste that. Oh. I could taste it and smell it. Oh, it oh, like, sand in the mouth, you say? That was it. Oh, that was wow. oh really? Oh, yeah, that's real, that, that was really sand. Yeah. And you got it. The whole. How do you know they're not? Uh, it's not like uh, uh, graham cracker. It, oh, it could uh, be crumbs. anything. It, it could be. Is. It could be cocoa. It could be a million things. But the concept and idea transcends for me because I yeah. hate. <laughs> That that's idea. why you don't like uh, clam chowder. Otherwise, oh, yeah. you love real. clam chowder. I love the, uh, like when people say, "Oh, here's some, here's some, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like traditional real clam chowder from the East Coast. You got to have yeah. this clam chowder." And then as soon as you taste it, it's just a gritty freaking sand pot. F off with your yeah. authentic See, thing. The problem is you've had you've you've had that happen like four or five times, and there's so much good clam chowder out there that where they don't get sand in there, like like. <laughs> my sister makes a really right good place. my sister makes a great clam chowder that's always void of any sand mm-hmm. and so i know it can be done but for some reason these people are really hardcore about it they're like oh no you gotta have the you sand that's how you know it's right out the most clam nobody chowder. nobody wants clam <laughs> sand in their clam chowder no wait a minute dunaway you don't like clam chowder as a rule or what a clam chowder no thank you clam chowder oh, you wow. reminded me that i saw a thing a long time ago it was like a behind the scenes how did they make this where uh someone was casting sand or dirt in someone else's face and what they were actually throwing was a mixture of sugar of uh, table sugar and powdered sugar mm, okay. so it's just sugar and they were you know it's going to get it right in the mouth yeah and that's sure. fine and and yeah that's how you would want to do this yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I I I'll, I thought of you, Scott. Um, my my uh, brilliant son just finished sixth grade, and 
we had they had their like promotion ceremony on Thursday, right? Yeah. And we asked him, so you know, we're going to take you out and, and celebrate this that you've finished sixth grade. What do you want to? Where do you want to go? You can pick any restaurant. You can pick any any dish you want to eat. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And he uh, decided on this Belgian restaurant in Laguna Beach because specifically he wanted to have escargot to yeah. celebrate the thing. Wow. And I took a picture of him with his plate of snails. Yeah. And uh, I just thought of you, Scott. I just oh. thought, I wonder how had he had those. About... Had he had that before? Like, had he had. Yes. Uh... Yes. Okay. A long time ago. He had, okay. and he he had, liked had it. escargot. And, and yeah, he likes it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, I've and never, he, never done it. Too. Yeah, he's he's officially ahead of me on that. I've never tried it. Just never had an opportunity. It's not that I wouldn't. I just haven't mm-hmm. had it in front of me or ordered it, I guess. But maybe mm-hmm. I will one day. But yeah, mouthful of sand. Gross as shit. Don't do that. It's foul. <laughs> do not like it. Uh, all right. What else? Uh, oh, I wrote uh, I wrote here, can you even ride one of those things? And then what I was talking about was the freaking cow or... or well, yeah, water buffalo. Yeah, that, was a, that was a water yeah. buffalo. Can water you buffalo, do that? Yeah. I mean, is that a yeah. thing? I mean, I mean well, yes. it's got a back. You, you can, can sit on you it. Could put, you could put neon goggles on it. I guess you could ride it. <laughs> I've got a back, Brian. Could you ride me? <laughs> could you ride me? <laughs> it just seems... I mean, have it, and, <laughs> and haven't we also seen it in lots of movies? Haven't we seen, like, I don't know, in... In Nepal, people riding around on yaks and stuff. I don't know. Maybe yaks. I guess so. Yeah. Like, it just feels like a very exotic choice um, compared to, I don't know what else, though. Like, it's not like there's a ton of horses around or I don't know what else you'd do. And also, the only reason we think of horses as normal is because we made it normal. So maybe this is normal. Maybe there's lots of water buffalo riding going on and. You know, I just didn't know it. I don't know. I have to admit something. Uh, when that creature was shot and killed I'm suddenly and early in the movie, I was mad. I was yeah. so yeah. mad at this movie. Yeah, I was mad. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's the most emotion needed- the movie got out of me. Actually, was that moment. I I, I fell in love with that freaking water buffalo mm-hmm. in an, an instant. Mm-hmm. I had a whole I had a whole backstory. I figured out yeah. you know how how she had. I like again. I questioned very, very much how she kept it alive out in a desert, but like, ah, oh, just really. I, I did, me. yeah, and it felt it actually felt a little flat. It frustrated me, but then the character didn't seem to be devastated with it. But then again, that was part of the interference with some of this was that uh, it wasn't supposed to be kind of a cowboy revenge kind of story, but right. then it kind of was. I mean, and it was so, like oh, you're not allowed to have animals and. Right. Plus, so, what, a, what the irony of having a water buffalo in a world without water? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, right. And also, I think uh, like the audience in an age of social media actually over amplified the John Wick's dog thing more oh. more than it than it intended. Uh, like, oh, I think so telling. too. Yeah, they weren't you know trying saying? to be a meme. I think it just. Yeah, but it, I totally agree with that. I think that would have been okay. Imagine a world where this movie comes out in 1995. It comes out instead in 2022. Everybody will talk about that water buffalo. That mm-hmm. that will be the hashtag for the rest of the week. And that's just the way it is. That's the world we live Take in now. Like the water buffalo. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what we haven't talked about at all is the freaking soundtrack. It was great. My oh, gosh. Oh yeah, this oh, yeah this is one it. of those soundtracks that I bought way before seeing the movie because you've got a re a remake of Girl You Want by Devo with Devo with Mark Mothersbaugh. You've got a great cover of uh, Let's Do It, Let's Fall in Love with Joan Jett and 
uh, Paul Westerberg from the replacements that they which, play over the end credits, which makes it one of two soundtracks that I bought aside from seeing the movie that has Paul Westerberg on them. The other one singles, being singles. Being, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that'd be the only other one I could think of. <laughs> yeah. Courtney Hull had like uh, she was the one who <laughs> no really she like. She like got this together, right? She was the one who kind of. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not laughing that you're you're saying uh, that you're yeah that you chose to uh, inject I'm talking, laughing about you saying Courtney Hull. Yeah, I only okay, ever good, say good. I only uh, that's her name to me. I can't think of anything. Yeah, Courtney Hull. Courtney Hull. Yep, that's just yep. how it is. It's fine. I know her band was Hull, and her name it was never Hull, but it's <laughs> that's her name. That's just how it is. Uh, there's a Always Bush song name. in there in there somewhere that I really like. Uh, Had to be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what's a, what's Bush, the Bush guy, uh, uh, Gavin Rossdale. There's a, Gavin yeah, Rossdale, there's, yeah. yeah, speaking there's a, of Gwen yeah. Stefani, yeah, Gavin, yeah. Gavin Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Gavin, Bush. Uh, Gavin Bush. Yeah. Gavin Bush. <laughs> Who else you got? You got, uh, uh, a, there was a Veruca salt song that I really like. Yeah. Those people I are all to, salt. I had this soundtrack. I, I like, uh, since I stopped mm-hmm. listening to CDs, I haven't listened to it in you know, a long time, but of course, ice tea, um, yeah, the Veruca Salt song is Aurora. Army of Me the, during the uh, dance, the 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 big silver mm-hmm. strip club dance. Right, that's that's uh, thing Bjork, yeah. Bjork, oh, Bjork, yeah. Oh, and she, which is uh, another perfect, com, you know, perfect soundtrack for that, or perfect song for that. She uh, um she tried out for the for the plane girl or the jet girl uh, role. Oh, did she? Yeah, didn't get yeah. it, but she. Wait, my, it seems like she would have been perfect. Yeah. Portishead is on this thing. My yeah. only complaint about this soundtrack, I mean, and again, I'm looking at the soundtrack as as being a distinct thing from the movie. Mm-hmm. What is Isaac Hayes doing in the middle? Like, it just doesn't make sense. It's not, uh, you know, like it was so overused. The well, theme from Shaft, you know. Oh, when yeah. she's looking, when she's strutting around her new tank she's, and getting excited about it. Yeah, it's it, when yeah. she's uh, right. Uh, I thought that yeah. fit pretty well. I liked it. Yeah. It you was, know, it's that it's that you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's got such a unique sound to it. It's uh, yeah, but for that, that's the thing that impressed me the most it was the was just the choice of music, the songs they used, when they used them. When she's getting her dirt bath, I don't remember what it was playing, but it was perfect. Um, her dirt shower, whatever that was. Yeah. Um, and that didn't gross me out because she didn't open her mouth and put dirt in her mouth. That's why uh, mm-hmm. that didn't bother me. For those at home, keeping score. But uh, but yeah. The, Go ahead. Yeah, this what would you source. use for that? Powdered sugar for that, maybe? Because you couldn't do flour either. That'd be oh my god, coughing up even a storm, powdered yeah. sugar. Like that's like doing the cinnamon challenge, you know? Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't think any of these are good ideas. They're all bad ideas. These are bad ideas. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't be don't be might putting been, granular dirt like substances in your mouth. Might have been uh, Bjork's big time sensuality. I see that on the soundtrack as well. That might have been during the, the the dirt shower too. Yeah, that might. Yeah, that. Oh, you know what? That is what I'm thinking of. That's it. Mm-hmm. That was perfect mm-hmm. for that. Um, but the God, thing I'm is, listen just, to some Bjork today. I love Bjork. Yeah, she. I, this movie is just stacked with great tracks. It's great. I'm going to listen to my uh, official uh, complete grunge playlist on uh, Spotify. <laughs> Do it. Uh, I should. I should throw that a link to that out into our uh, Patreon because it's like, it's. I'm serious. I have spent so much time making sure that I have the complete best of all grunge tracks mm. in this one playlist. And uh, the song in this movie that absolutely belongs in there is Mockingbird Girl by Scott Weiland. And it's oh, not Scott. it's not very prominent in the movie, but I'm telling you, such a great grunge song. Yeah. <laughs> Miss that guy. Uh, too much. Yeah, too much a loss from our, our, oh, our, gen- our grunge generation. Our track, yeah. Freaking that's so effed. All those guys, man. Mm-hmm. Too much. To this Super day. Heroin. It just keeps happening. It's like, and you know what? F Metallica. 
Yeah, F Metallica. No, they're good. We like them. They're fine. <laughs> why, why are we oh, F Metallica? But, what's that? <laughs> why are we oh, F Metallica? Uh, oh, because when uh, uh, we they they were the Napster. Quite... Uh... No, that was just another reason to F Metallica. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. F Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> no, they gave a bunch of shit to uh, uh, to uh, oh, what's his face when he was when he was having his drug problems and he had to take a break and Hetfield? they came on and. And oh, yeah, Hetfield, yeah, yeah, he gave shit to I'm f you Metallica. Oh. Have you ever have you ever thought about what it, the music scene would have been like if Metallica had gone the other way a hundred percent? Like if they had fully embraced oh, like and bands sharing and, oh, and so oh. on. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I felt like their rebellion against it only propelled it forward. So I, I don't think it would have made it easier. I think it would have. I think controversy actually helped make Napster what it was and force the music industry to realize that digital was coming and there was nothing they could do about it. So I don't know. That's a, that's a hard call, but they were, you know, we had that great cartoon Napster bad and all that. That was great. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, let's see back to this here deal. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the, uh, the rap people. So Stan Winston, big fan, love his work. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it didn't really work for me here. I'm not the saying the technicality <sighs> of the work is, isn't good. Cause it is like, it's extremely good combination of like animatronics and, and makeup and practical effects and all of that i just can't get behind a bunch of kangaroo it's, people I just it's a ridiculous it. idea when you think about um yeah combining human dna and kangaroos and then that on the screen it just looks a little ridiculous yeah mm -hmm. a little i'd say a lot yeah i'm gonna say a and lot. It just, i just don't think it really fits in here either i mean i yeah i looked at the, the comic and stuff but yeah i mean i don't know well, I would have went a different comics, direction, right? Comics are hard because you can do things on the page yeah. that you get away with, and it's no problem. Wolverine can be brown and yellow, and and have a ridiculous cowl, and you know, and you're yeah. fine with it because it's a comic book. But the minute you put, you know, Wolverine on screen, you got to make some decisions. Yeah, and they did. They made they gave him a cool black. They outfit. made some decisions, <laughs> yeah. and they made the best decision they could. And sure. they got Stan Winston, and so I mean, I think you couldn't have done it really any better. I really don't. I just don't know how you could do it any different. Yeah. What else? Well, you got Stan Winston. You're already like you know. Yeah. I mean, top of the heap. Who else was? Yeah. Ten steps ahead. Yeah. yeah who else thinks yeah, of I anyone? Mean, who else do we think of when we think of Stan Winston's contemporaries? I can't yeah. really even think of one. And oh, I mean, you could go CGI, but in '95, it would have been way too early to really have Mike, that. Michael Westmore, obviously. Yeah. He's yeah. still Not really though. contemporary, um, though. I mean, well, contemporary more, of his. I mean, yeah. I guess. Okay. I guess I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't mean Current. for now. Because now I don't know who who's the big makeup guy now. I don't even know. Is oh, there one? Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh my gosh, the Walking Dead guy or somebody or uh, freaking <sighs> somebody who I don't. I can't think Walking of anything. Walking Dead guy. I feel like so much so much of that is now. <laughs> you know, Stan Winston in ways pioneered so many of those techniques, and now they're just everybody's really good at doing what he did. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good discussion. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. a lot of times we talk about this uh, in a movie. We could, how could it have been done different or better? I just don't know that in '95 you could make a better movie than this, other than allowing uh, a director to to have complete vision and to have final edit. That uh, oh, probably oh, is about the only way this would be uh, better. Yeah. Glenn Hetrick is only 49 years old. I don't know who that is. Glenn Hetrick. Yeah. Yeah. He's. he's uh, I see him on Face Off all the time. He's yep. done a lot of horror movie Face stuff, off. right? Um, and he's he's all over Hunger Games and Star Trek stuff. Okay, just doesn't have the household name that Stan Winston did. You know what I mean? No. For sure, for sure. We're talking about uh, 
the Terminator movies. We're talking about aliens and Jurassic Park, right? Like you, you can't get any bigger than that, right? Oh, like, it's this guy. He's got the. He looks like Johnny Depp's so weird cousin. Yeah, he's a yeah, weird looking dude. He's, he's, he's like in the uh, Chris Angel uh, kind of <laughs> appearance thing, uh, you know. Yeah, he looks like somebody he looks on the like, he's somebody on the he street that wants you to remember what card you saw before he's going to pull some trick. Like <laughs> exactly, suddenly yes. your you, spleen you is out. You should have have fun with how you look when you make how people look for a living. I right? agree. Like, I, I t- yeah, he should do whatever sure. he wants. I mean, he should do whatever he wants. I just think he looks like. I don't think that that look is a business card for him, though. I don't think he's saying <laughs> this is what you could look like for your movie if you hire me. Yeah. You know, whatever. That's, Who knows? That's why I said he should have fun with how he yeah. I him. see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Right. He should have fun with it. You're right. You're right he with that. Man, fun. that guy's got the a hell of a of a uh what do you call it? A, a resume. Jeez. Okay, mm-hmm. he might be the Stan right. Winston of today. I'll, I'll give you that. Let me let me give you the details uh, on the conclusion of the rippers. Uh, so there were eight rippers that were made for the film. Yeah. Uh four of them were in principal roles and the other four were background. Yeah. Uh, each ripper had articulated ears and tails activated by remote control and the background rippers also had articulated like snouts that could be operated yeah. by yeah. remote control. Oh, why not uh, the foreground good. ones? I guess each, they just moved their mouths. They, their noses. they designed this prosthetic so that they could get each ripper in and out of the chair in about four hours, which yeah. is really impressive. Yeah. And it took three technicians to work on each ripper's articulation. So for each person you see, there's three additional people all making the the acting possible. I always wondered about if, those eight hours in the makeup chair deals. Like yeah, when you, I was just about to say that when you do that, if, if do, you, how many yeah. poop, how many fart breaks do you get? Like what do you do? <laughs> yeah, fart breaks. I would, that, that's <laughs> I, yeah. I would, I would purchase the something. Blu-ray. Go to the bathroom. I would purchase the Blu-ray of Tank Girl if they promised me at least an hour's worth of iced tea in the makeup chair. I mm. would. Good thing they're paying me eight hundred thousand dollars for this. I would be out of here. Right. F the police. What would he say? Because you know he can't shut up on Twitter. So I, he just always spits out gold. Just sitting around iced tea and listening to him spitting gold. With he his is feet. a tease. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. that dude loves tweeting. That's yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a truth. I, I think a big part of the hours in the chair is waiting for things to dry and set. I don't think right. that there's somebody mm-hmm. literally touching you in with a brush you. Sure. the whole time. Yeah, probably. I was watching the, I guess the new boys trailer has something, or the new boys season, the boys, I should say, has something happen to Jack Quaid's arm. He gets torn off or something. So he's got a prosthetic arm and that's all I know about it. It's not a spoiler because I haven't seen it, but, um, the uh they show him in a in a makeup chair for a long time getting this fake arm attached to him and so um my guess is this is probably just part and parcel for actors now they don't even think about it it's like hey yeah we need you in today for six hours we'll see you at 5 a.m and then we'll film in the afternoon or whatever i can't imagine that this seems like a nightmare so what do you fill your head yes. with are you just gonna sit there you know scrolling tiktok oh, what if it's one of those masks yeah. where it blocks your eyes the whole time and you can't see shit oh i, I couldn't do it right I watched the uh, Game of Thrones behind the scenes making of thing for the final season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they they have a whole bit where Amelia Clark goes in every morning that she's filming to get that headpiece put on. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, she's not doing anything. She's just sitting there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she's not looking at a phone. She can't. She has to have her eyes closed while they're doing this. Yeah. She has to yeah. sit like, perfectly still and just take so it. So 
boring. What? Yeah. Gosh, what? I'm yeah. I'm glad that she gets paid a lot of money because that just seems like <laughs> she a earns trial. every bit of it. Yeah. yeah, she's great. She up to something else. I'm glad that we've evolved into to creatures that can't stand to be with our own thoughts for more than five minutes. Yeah, right. Is yeah, like a, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, must tap on something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's in and that yes, secret. Yes, Scott, it, Amelia Clark is in something. She's she, in a few things. She's in that secret invasion series coming to That's Disney Plus. Right. Yeah, I knew there was some MCU thing that she's uh, tied to now. That's yeah. great. She was in Solo, and that was before they end up Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Though, but yeah, I just I, I just really like her, and I hope mm-hmm. she has a long and illustrious career. That lady, mm, she could be tank. She'd be a kind of tank girl, or you know what? She'd be good. Uh, she'd be a good jet girl. Put her there in. There you go. Yeah. 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 Yep. If you're going to remake it, uh, all the people I mentioned earlier who should remake it, Ed, Edgar Wright in particular, make put her in. All right. Amelia mm-hmm. Clark. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. She's a little mousy, smiley little was, thing. She'd be great. I was imagining the, I was imagining somebody who was a bit like taller and skinnier. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I, what that means exactly. But like <laughs> in my mind, when I was thinking, okay, we're going to make this again. Okay. Right. You want like, a taller, who's it be? Right now, we're making airplane? this in 2022. Anybody? Why, Anybody? Why, why do you want the lady? Why do you want the airplane lady to be tall and skinny? Oh no, I'm talking about Tank Girl. Oh, Tank Girl. Yeah. Oh, I was Margot talking about Robbie. Um, I mean, it's Tank Girl. There's I was talking about. I was talking about. I was talking about Jet Girl. Doesn't that feel too too on the nose with Harley Quinn though? I mean, I feel yeah, like you can't have Margot Robbie be both. Um, yeah, you can. So for me, <laughs> I I really thought about this a lot the last few hours. I really want to see Phoebe Waller Bridge as Tank Girl. All right. Okay. You know what? She, she I like looked, her a lot. I don't. Yeah. I. Yeah. You know what? If she's looking at the camera a lot and breaking that fourth wall, you might have me. You might have me there. She's really good at that. She's a. She'd be a very mature Tank Girl, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. We're. Yeah. We're. Yeah. We're. We. We need Tank Girl to be in her twenties. Mm-hmm. I don't know who yeah. it is. I can't think of a good casting here. I really can't. This is why Lori Petty was so perfect at the time. Mm-hmm. Like who else do you get? I don't know. There's probably some young wackadoo actress who's just <laughs> rearing to do this. I don't know who. Oh, you know who'd be great? I just thought of her. Also in uh, Station Eleven, um, the main girl. Oh, Mackenzie uh, Davis. Mackenzie Davis could do it. She could pull that off. Oh yeah, she'd be great. Yep. All right, we're done. Mackenzie Davis, uh, your cast. Another one. Well, uh, Kaylee Kuka, whatever you say, stupid no. Quoka, maybe. That's maybe. Yeah. Are we just gonna pick everybody who's ever played Harley Quinn? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nailed okay. it. What about uh, that been, chick from Days of Our Lives? What about her? Are we going to do her too? Yeah, the work's already been done for us. Nailed it. Okay. Let me give you one more I think that would just be hysterical <laughs> in this role because she she would bring such a wild take on it. All right. Annie Murphy. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, sure. You know what? I can see that. Just imagine, imagine her like her sort of like not knowing what she's saying, sort of thing. Like, oh, I'd love her. So you're, you know, you had me at her. I'd do that. You had her. Yeah, I'd do that. What am I saying? That sounds terrible. (laughs) Okay, and and if you're gonna let me name Annie uh, Annie Murray, just consider for a moment Natasha Leone as Tank Girl. Oh my lord! (laughs) Like, just consider it. I don't let know. It, I think you'd have her. to make her put her in the submarine or the plane. I don't think she can be. Yeah, she'd uh, <laughs> she'd be a great sub girl or jet girl, but she'd really have to like change her voice to be tank girl because you can't have a yeah. Brooklyn heavy smoker sounding. Uh, uh, what? Who's I thought that's what you can't. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was what right. she was doing. Oh, she was doing more of a valley. What, what was her accent yeah. in this? It was it. I thought it was kind of a Brooklyn accent. Was um, it not? What was, I don't know. You know what? Let me play a little bit of that intro again. Let's just get a taste of it. Listen up, because I'm only telling you this once. 
I'm not a bedtime story lady, so pay attention. It's 2033. The world is screwed now. I don't know. There's kind of a uh yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't a know. Little Compton in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might yeah. be it. Maybe a little Compton. Straight out of Compton she is, they say. That's what the it's kids very, say. It's very West Coast, her yeah. accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh well all right, Lori Petty. Live on forever. Oh, how much is a good story worth? You know? You gotta ask yourself that sometimes. I mean, look, my dad has a ton of stories that he used to tell. He's no longer with us. But man, am I glad I wrote a lot of that stuff down. What I wish I had at the time was something like story worth. Because sometimes you hear about something from his younger days or you hear something about when he used to be really into cars or whatever it was. Way too young for me to remember. I couldn't remember any of those things. But to have that stuff to carry forward, to be your legacy, it's amazing. Well, that's what story worth is for. And they're offering $10 off your first purchase at storyworth.com slash filmstack. Filmstack. There's no stack. It's sack. Filmstack. You know that. It's an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years and years to come. And every week, Storyworth emails your dad or whoever you're trying to get this info out of, right? Uh, for fun, thought-provoking questions of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you never even thought of, like... How'd you first experience Neil Armstrong's steps on the moon? Or what is your funniest holiday memory? Or I don't know. What's something that you believed all through your childhood that you were surprised to find out was false later in life? You know, this kind of stuff. And I've really, really enjoyed in this, my, in my case, reading what my mom's answers are to those questions. But what a great thing to get your dad for Father's Day. We got Father's Day coming right up. I've discovered stories and memories I haven't heard about or learned about for years and years and years. And you're going to have the same experience. So after one year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos, onto a beautiful keepsake book, and the whole family can share those books for generations. Give your dad the most meaningful gift this Father's Day, StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash filmsack. That's storyworth, S-T-O-R-Y, worth, W-O-R-T-H, dot com, storyworth.com slash filmsack to save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth dot com slash film sack audible still such a cool thing you know you've heard of audible might have even used audible before maybe some of you are big audible fans already but man i love talking about audible audible's great so let's talk about audible a little bit they got some cool stuff coming up they are proud to return as the exclusive audio telling or audio storytelling sponsor of the Tribeca, Tribeca Film Festival. And uh, that Tribeca Festival is a big deal. I don't know if you know. It is. So, to kick it off, Audible will be hosting a uh, world premiere of The Big Lie. It tells an incredible true story behind Salt of the Earth, a 1950s pro-union film that suffered a conspiracy of active sabotage uh, efforts from the U.S. government, the Hollywood studio system, and... Howard Hughes during the Red Scare. It's a fascinating part of time and history. Uh, but that's not all you have to be excited about with Audible. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across any genre. If you're like me, you love yourself some fantasy and science fiction, guess what? Tons of that. But if you're into business, motivation, well-being, uh, mystery, th- uh, thrillers, fiction, nonfiction, whatever, it's all there for you. 
You'll discover exclusive Audible originals from top celebrities, renowned experts, and exciting new voices in audio. And all Audible members uh, get access to a growing selection of audiobooks, including originals. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. The Audible app is better than ever. I love it. It's easy to listen anytime, anywhere, no matter what you're doing. Traveling, working out, walking, doing chores. It doesn't matter. Uh, It's amazing. So go check it out. Uh, I love it. I'm rereading, well, re-listening to American Gods by Neil Gaiman because I love that audiobook. That and so much more available for you today. Uh, Let Audible help you discover new ways to laugh, be inspired, or be entertained. New members can try it for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash TF for a Tribeca Festival, TF. That's audible.com slash TF to try Audible for free for 30 days. Audible.com slash TF. Let's do some clips here. We got clips about this here movie. And uh, they are as follows. All right. Um, Hold on. Here we go. Wrong place. Okay, here we go. Here's something about a peanut dick. No one's ever seen Ripper. No one's ever seen your peanut dick either. Yeah, that kid, by the way, the boy... (laughs) That boy is a uh, chick in the bucket. They never really he confirm is. what happened yeah. to him. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go save the girl. But bo- who knows dead. what happened to the boy? Yeah. yeah. Don't I have any idea? I assume he got killed by the yeah, water I'm and power people. like the rest of them. Yeah. I love that they're, we're here from water and power. I'm like, it sounds like the most like boring <laughs> thing. It kind of works. Out. You, you say that it. until you forget to pay your, uh, your bill. <laughs> oh. And it's like, oh, shit. Is this what happens? They come out with a bunch of weird metal face things and then shoot you? That That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Great. You never, you never paid lay on your bill? Nope. Nope. All I'm right. not going to now. After that, sorry. <laughs> I'll never be late. Uh, all right. Here's a good one. You butt smear. Ah, uh, yeah. Butt smear. Yeah. You love it when butt kids smear. are forced to say things that they might have to go to therapy uh, for later. Yeah. Like, tell us the first Although, time. Butt, butt smear is not terribly. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, then your therapist would say this. Don't say butt smear. Okay, that's what that is. I, ass- oh, okay. I assume every kid in a movie needs to go to therapy. I just assume it's got it's it's it's, it's just built just in the most. Yeah, if you're yeah. in Hollywood and you're young, traumatic therapy. Yep. Yeah, got to be traumatic. My I look at it. My sister would say everybody should be in therapy, so maybe it's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's uh, some. <laughs> Here's some. <laughs> Sorry. My sister would say, "My sister would say everybody should be in therapy." Yeah, and it's you know it kind of to her benefit. Right? Out of out of context, it does sound weird. <laughs> My sister's a therapist, so I guess I don't. It sounds almost like she's a little biased. But anyway, here we go. Here's something about stealing some water. You've been stealing water, water, water. Got a little Mad Max Australian kind of thing going in there. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, tank girl saying what? What? All right, there's that. That is really, it is really good. Like, if you want to just extract a bunch of of exclamations from her, like, this is the movie for her. What? She does a lot of that. Here's James Hong. (laughs) Briefly, James Hong, but enough for me to enjoy it. If you want my services, you pay someone. The fee will be 100,000 liters. That's a lot of water. Yeah, it is. Did most of it come out of people? Ew. I'm assuming. <laughs> so gross. I mean, I know we're 90. What is, what, what's our percentage? Uh, 90 something percent water or something? Yeah. I feel like, like they something should like get that. more. They should get more out of a little sucker thing they put in people. Yeah, you're right. A little sucker thing. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's not efficient, uh, just, right? I just looked it up. According to the USGS, about 60%. Still, oh, wow. Still, I didn't was, lie to then. That's what's USG, lower. Uh, 
Ge- geological services? U.S. Geological Services is a S- survey. That's uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> are we saying the humans are ninety uh, percent water? Not not the Earth is ninety uh, percent water. We're, we're supposed to be ninety something percent water. Apparently, the Water Science School, yeah, that is operated oh. by the United States government, is a subset of the USGS. Oh, okay. All right, All right. there. No, it's like it's like the FDA being in charge of chickens or something well i guess they would be because it's food uh yeah and, they, uh, okay so there's there's still some i guess there's some controversy look at this i found an article yeah, and, like and apparently women even less it's men that are uh 60 water and women are 55 percent water well my oh, point stands wow. they did not get enough out of them with that stupid little bottle that's like, just oh, yeah. good water all the rest of the water is bad water Ooh, bad, bad. Water. i don't want no bad one i don't want any yeah i don't want any bad water all right, here's Iggy Pop doing some bad water. Okay, enjoy. Stop this childish behavior this instant. Do you want me to tell your mother how naughty you've been? Do you? Oh, my gosh. There's a reason he doesn't act a lot. Yeah. You know? Oh, oh. let, let, let me actually, let's, I just want to return to the previous subject because, <laughs> uh, so, you know, some listeners really want us to be super specific and scientific. <laughs> um, your blood is about 90% water. Oh, oh, interesting. That okay. must be the ninety percent that yeah, you've been so. thinking about all your life. Not our right. bodies yeah. as a whole. That makes sense. Yeah, but sixty percent that that would make more sense because yeah. you're only yeah we're like thirty percent shit. So yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, Iggy, right. Iggy pops in that new Sandman uh, series coming up. Oh, interesting. Okay, he plays the Sandman. Shut up. Hold on. I. Based on that acting alone, I would not hire him for anything. Unless I was John Waters, yeah. I wouldn't hire him for anything except John Waters movies. Because wasn't he in something like that, like Crybaby or something? Yeah, he was. That's he why. might have been. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's why I yeah. remember that. Uh, here's Ice-T doing Ice-T things. Prisoner of my ass. That's exactly what they want us to think. He's, you can hear him plugged up. He is. Listen. <laughs> Prisoner of my ass. On with the body count. Prisoner of my ass. That's makeup making it hard for me to speak normally. <laughs> Cop killer. Um, all right, here's uh, the. Oh, this is what this guy would prefer to do. I say we hump him. Yeah, hump him. <laughs> yeah. It was kind oh, of I a, say we let him go. There was a, <laughs> first thing I thought of was Pee Wee Herman. There's a little bit of. There's a little bit of. I don't know. The, the comic source has a lot of this too, but it's just that the men are really rapey in this story. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. They're all yeah, ready to yeah. put the put pull the wiener out and put it in. That's what they want which, to do. Which is kind of required for the feminist elements, right? Like sure. you, in order to really portray the the women as being complete and having agency and so on, you have to contrast them with things like uh rapey men and the the whole thing the whole like dressing room where uh, you're supposed to be become like all the other girls, but Tank Girl decides to dress herself completely differently, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. By the way, who who the one guy who was like put in charge after after McDowell killed the other guy? What's his Captain name? Douche. Oh, Harvey. There he is. Don Harvey is Sergeant Small. I know this face from what? What do <laughs> I know him from? I didn't look it up. I love the game Sergeant Small. That was, that was he looks so familiar to me. Drove me crazy. Am I thinking Don of Don Hart? So we've definitely seen him. We've definitely seen yeah, him. Yeah, I, 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 sure I, I, I agree with you. Is he on Seinfeld? Because I watch a lot of that. We've oh. got him in four episodes of Film Sack. Oh, in, in, he was in Hudson Hawk, The Relic, and Creep Show 2. 
Hudson Hawk, you say? Hudson Hawk. Ah, Uh-oh. there we are. Now you're speaking Brian's language, see? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, tasty. Tasty. All right, there's that. Oh, that guy we know. <laughs> we'll talk about him in a minute because he's a, he's a big Star Trek connection, that guy. Uh, here's Ice-T talking again. Yeah, that's great. How you plan on sneaking over the top, fly? <laughs> that wow. sounds like a... You just put that to a beat and you just made a rap song. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a hit, hit single right there. That's true. Weird. All right, is that wrong? Shoving a small, innocent child down the pipe and then slowly letting her drown. <laughs> is that wrong? Yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. 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 I feel like you don't even have to ask. It's wrong. If you have to ask, it's wrong. It's wrong. All right. This <laughs> I will. So I said earlier, nothing made me laugh, but I actually lied. This made me laugh right here. Right here. Yeah, we're much better in the dark, like uh, Count Chocula. That made me laugh. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. That's funny. The Count Chocula Laura, reference. Our, uh, Jeff Cobber. He is, uh, he is fantastic at yeah. this. He was actually pretty good. For for yeah. a kind of role that I normally just roll my eyes at, it's like, oh, here's mm-hmm. the dumb one, but I don't know, he played it pretty mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, here's a version of Duh that I couldn't ignore. So here. <laughs> I don't know why. That also made me laugh. All right. So two things in this movie made me laugh, and those were it. All right. Now it's time for this. It's the Star Star Trek. It's the sorry Film Sack Checklist. Star Trek. Uh, film Sack Checklist. Just made me want to read the comic again. Check. Malcolm McDowell is always the same age. Check. And they should have just animated it. Check. Yeah. Oh, I put a little side note here. So if you've seen that thing based on League of Legends, the uh, Arcane show on Netflix, oh, that yeah. style and kind of animation, perfect for this. They should do that. That would be really good for this. Yeah. Oh, I would watch the hell out of a series like that. Uh. Okay. Star Trek Connections. Randy, what do we got? I know we got so at many. least one, but what do we got? So many. Uh, there were 10. So Jeez. I, I, I'll bust it down to the top four. Okay, go. Uh, we down? have we have Anne Cusack as Subgirl. Yeah. Uh, she was in the Enterprise episode Carbon Creek. So this hmm. is 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, we have Anne Magnuson as the Madame in this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she plays Admiral Kirsten Clancy on Picard. Oh, mm. wow. That's a big one. We have uh, Iggy Pop. We have Iggy Pop. We do have uh, Iggy Pop. He okay. is, uh, you know, he's Ratface in this movie. Um, he was Yelgren in a Deep Space Nine episode called The oh. Magnificent Ferengi. Really? Oh, that's I don't cool. remember that at all. I don't remember that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, of course, our, our probably our big connection is Malcolm McDowell. Sure. Generations. Who played Soren in Star Trek Generations. That's right. Chasing that space ribbon, yo. That mm-hmm. was his job. He also had uh, Doug Jones was in this as an additional ripper. That guy's all over Star Trek. Right. Yeah, yeah. There are many more. I, ju- I just grabbed four of the 10. Did uh, you mention the, um, oh, crap. Did you, sorry, the guy who played the ripper named the one that was the jazz ripper. He's a, <laughs> he's a Klingon on TNG or something. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he's, a, I guess, Jeff, yeah. Jeff Kober. Is that his name? Black, uh, black guy, no. tall black guy. He's been in millions of things. He's, We've all seen. He's him. one of them. Oh, Reg Reg uh, E. Kathy Reg is Kathy. His name. Yeah, Reg Kathy is a, is another one. You're yeah. right. He, he was. He's cool. 
He is interesting. I'll bet we've got a list of, we've probably seen a bunch of stuff with him in it. I'll see you cats in the great gig in the sky. That's right. <laughs> uh, I can answer that. Reg, <laughs> Kathy, we've seen him twice before this. Twice. All right. He was in SWAT and he was in Sev, Seven N. Nice. Luke Cage is not his dad. Who who is James Lucas in the Luke, Luke Cage series? Was that his dad? No. Um, I don't Narrator remember. or something. Anyway, he's in that. <laughs> uh, what else here? Oh, uh, that's it for that. Let's get to the soundtrack. Great. I'm giving it an R for rad. It was great. I'm going to go mm-hmm. listen to it today, I think. It was really good. Uh, we talked about that before. Let's get to this Twitter post where you guys sum the thing up in 280 characters or less. Going to go out on a limb this week and start with Randy. Tank Girl, at last, a movie made by women starring women with women's sensibilities and humor at the forefront. That's it. That's the tweet. Just like a... Oh, That's the right. tweet. <laughs> I was gonna, I was tweet. It was a perfect Saturday Night at Ibbett's House, I thought. But uh, no, yeah. no not, not at all. That's okay. the opposite of a Saturday Night at Ibbett's House because there are women involved, Scott. Oh, that's oh the, I see. That's the joke. It's even better now. All right, Brian Dunaway, lay it on us. Tank girl, interspecies, kangaroo sex, and bullet tits. If you're into that sort of thing, this movie might be for you. Hashtag, I'm super into it. <laughs> I love how Randy's was like this pro woman thing, and you said bullet tits. So bullet nice tits. job. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Tank girl, lots of fun, but do you want to find the plot? I'm going to need a microscope and tweezers. <laughs> oh, ouch! That's good. Ouch! Because she says it about the penis, about the man's wiener. Penis. Yeah. Well, well because done. Small penises are funny. They are funny. Little tiny penis. Oh, look, it's the alternate titles. This uh, was almost called Harley Quinn Runs Barter Town. That, that didn't stick. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they, they didn't go for that. So instead, it was this one, which I think is just too long. It's kind of like the coward Robert Ford killing, you know, that whole long title. Uh, steady, steady, Lori Petty. You look a little sweaty. Here, eat some spaghetti. Okay, now you're ready. That's what they almost called it. <laughs> Interesting, though. I... <laughs> You? I, I think it might have got an audience. For yeah, that title. I might have watched the movie back when it came out, had they done what I'm asking. But they would not have been able to fit that on the marquee. No, sir, they would not. Uh, we do have emails, though. These emails came to us at filmsackgmail.com. We got one here from Sakana from Chicago via Salt Lake City via Los Angeles. And then in parentheses, pandemic times have been weird. I agree. Mm-hmm. Been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, good day, directors of film Sackery. I've never sent in a please sack this movie request because I figure by now you have already had a list of movies that you guys won't go through until the end of the 22nd century. And I didn't want to add to the pile. So when I finally got up the nerve to tell you about this movie anyway, it has vanished from Netflix, never to be seen oh, no. again. But now it has arrived on HBO Max, and I'm not missing this opportunity. He says the movie is 1984's Supergirl. Oh, uh, yes. Kryptonian the and Helen theme park Slater. sorceress. Yep. I think we've talked about this somewhat before, haven't we? Or are we not? Yeah, it's, it has to have been on our must-sack list. Oh, it sure. right. At some point or another, we've talked. We have to have. Mm-hmm. Like doing all, we did I'm all the down. Christopher Reeve stuff. We had to have talked about this. But he says, here's his description. A Kryptonian and a theme park sorceress get into an all-out brawl over a guy whose only redeeming quality is that he looks good with no shirt on. If you like male damsels in distress, do, uh, total disrespect for the law of superhero physics and vintage product placement for Popeye's chicken, this movie is worth sacking. <laughs> yeah, Love the show, yeah. though. Look forward to seeing another live film sack one day. H- HBO Max now. Hot Action Summer, yeah. maybe? Yeah, uh, maybe? I'm HBO hot Max. for it. Yeah, yeah, let's not wait for it to disappear again. Slot like it to- in, baby. 
Back to Krypton or... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Kenny. So Kenny, I'm not sure you said the name. But, yeah, uh, that's awesome. And only play. only two hours and four minutes of that. Good luck. Yeah. Oh my gosh, really? Is that long? Jeez. <laughs> what can they have to say? Yeah, you, that feels like more of a. What's the minimum amount you can get for a feature film? No Hour kidding. and a half. Perfect. Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Now they got more to say with Supergirl. Uh, Faye Dunaway, Helen yes. Slater, Peter O'Toole, Mia Farrow. Yeah. Jeez. It was Peter a big deal Cook. at the time. I know. It's like, let's see if we can find a whole bunch of good people and put them in the worst piece of crap movie. Yep. I'm in. Let's watch it. Finally, an email from Michael B. I can only assume this is Michael B. Jordan. And uh, he just sure, decided yeah, that to... seems like a safe thing. He's trying yeah, to keep cousin. a low... He's a low profile. It's, fine. it's my cousin. Okay, great. Hail sinners, he says. Uh, my favorite heist movie is... Uh, speaking of heist movies, because we just did one last week with the Italian job, says The Hot Rock, starring Robert Redford, George Segal... Or Siegel. And Zero Mostel, that dude from... Um, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof. Yep, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, other things, too. But anyway, the gang steal a diamond and have to re-steal it over and over again. It's funny, smart, and there's a helicopter shot of the World Trade Center under construction. Thanks, Michael B. Oh. Uh, well, it sounds interesting. We haven't done an oldie for a while. You know, yeah. some 60s yeah. ass things. We could do that. I know. It's been a long time. I'm just the person who pushes for those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This topic erupted on our Discord. It was talked about on Reddit. Uh, you know, after our last episode, people wanted to talk about high school. What, what even is a heist movie? Yeah, like there's been really a lot of discussion. Oh, 72 uh, is the, when this came out. I've never even heard of this, the hot rock. What do we got here? Look at these guys. Oh, my gosh. This looks like fun. Moses Gunn. Oh, he's great. Love Moses Gunn. Graham Jarvis, look at all these guys. We've seen him on A Team a hundred times. This is great. We should watch this. And we haven't seen many Robert Redfords, have we? No, we have not. He's very young and handsome in this movie. We have not. Look at that guy, hubba hubba hubba. Yeah, this is this is peak Robert Redford, seventy two. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, whatever. My mom thinks he's still gorgeous. So what do you know? Oh, how how old is your mom? Eighty three. Eighty (laughs) two. She's in I'm, her 80s. I'm, so. I think our, your mom and my mom are the same age yeah. or really close. Yeah. So, okay, that tracks. This is one of their guys, man. <laughs> you had your, all they ever talked yeah. about was Robert it's Redford. Like Bradley Cooper of uh, their generation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a fair, that's a fair comparison. Mm. But the other guy was Tom Selleck. And then the third one was always, oh, she loved, uh, you're not unusual to be learned. Oh, Tom oh, Jones. Tom sure. yeah, Jones. Other week, Tom Did she Jones. have thrown her underwear up on stage? No, but I think if she had been. She didn't wear any. If the- <laughs> <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> what gross got out the Yeah, what grossed right me out. There. Yeah, that's the one. You waxed your anus. I had to play it again. I actually should have played this. Oh, Jesus. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you, Michael B. Jordan and Sakani. And if you guys would like to send emails like these fine two people, you can do that. Filmsack at gmail.com. I would like to mention some brand new patrons that joined us since we last spoke. This is just a few because you guys are swamping us right now. And I can't read every name every week, but I'm going to start reading them here. And uh, we'll start with this one. Mucho Bizarro is his name. Oh, I love that name. Mucho Bizarro. Yes. Mm-hmm. We also Much got bizarre. Uh, too many grandpas. Sorry, too many grandmas. I get the- <laughs> which, is even, which is weirdly funnier than too many grandpas. I, I know. I don't know why it's funnier, but it is. Uh, Tom Veronu, 
Anthony, and then Anthony Morales. We got an Anthony with no last name and then an Anthony Morales. You guys are just a few of the many great new patrons that we've received on the site. Go check it out. If you've joined before June 1st, uh, or even if you join after, it doesn't matter. You'll have access to it. But we put up our first bonus episode. Uh, yeah. That was Randy's month. We got, uh, I think, me next month. Didn't we determine the order? I can't I think remember. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in July, you get something from me, and then after that, blah 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 blah, and so on. And um, hey, don't blah 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 me. Yeah, I'm gonna blah <laughs> you all I want. Uh, and and great job, Randy. Like you, like yeah. I said uh, in our chat, you set the bar really high with the mm-hmm. the the Brian Dunaway game show. The um, yes. yeah, I'm gonna lower that great. bar uh, next month. It's gonna get lowered. <laughs> I'm gonna make that bar so buried in the pavement right. you won't even be able to find it. Yeah, I to readjust. I said this on the morning stream. I can't get over how much fun it was to try to do a solo podcast. I I went into it thinking this is the first time I've ever really done this, and mm-hmm. it was so much fun. I want to say to our patrons, don't forget in Patreon, you can change your name to anything. You can put any message, anything you want in your name Uh-oh. field, and that's how you get Scott's attention. That is how you get him <laughs> that's to how you read get your too name. Many grandmas, basically. Right, yeah, exactly. right. Well, in that's truth, hilarious. I just did this in order, but yes, you 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 will jump out more if your name is you know Pilates Palladius or whatever. um so yeah there you go uh go check it out if you haven't yet there's uh, also some new artwork shipping to a whole bunch of you at a certain level and uh among many other great things including our pre-show today you get that free every week uh never an ad in the show when you when you listen to this so go check it out patreon.com slash film sack and big thanks to everybody for our first week really of uh of making that thing happen we really appreciate it our next film is back on streaming it's the transporter. Yeah, <laughs> it was I, gone. Very delayed. The the uh, the reports of the transporter's demise were falsely exaggerated. That's right. Like that. They really yeah, were. Because remember, we were like, "Oh, we're going to do one, two, and three. and then we're like, "Well, one got pulled," and then we were frustrated. And I think we even slotted in Tank Girl in place of it. And now it's back. HBO Max. No, it's sorry, uh, Prime. Amazon Prime, Prime yeah. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna watch all three uh, transporter movies over our hot action summer, and we're starting. We're gonna watch them in order. And for some reason, HBO Max couldn't hold on to the first one, but mm. we'll, we'll start on Amazon Prime, and we'll probably be on HBO for the other two. Those bastards. So anyway, Those watch for that bastards. exciting stuff ahead. Filmsack.com is our website. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/filmsack if you want to support us. Check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash film sack and leave us reviews wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian and for Randy. It's okay. I brought condoms. We'll see you next time. Ew. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. You butt smear. Yeah, you butt smear. Yeah. Yeah.